seven business development strategies for B2B sales success. You came here looking for those, and I've got them for you on this episode of the Inside BS Show. Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo, and... You're joining me today because you want to grow your business. Perhaps you want to take your business from six figures to seven, or you want to grow to multiple seven figures in your business, and you're in the right place. You see, for years, I was stuck in my business. I took off like a rocket in my sole practitioner consulting business, and I was doing probably about three hundred dollars to $350,000, and that's a really good amount of money. But in my previous life, I had had a book of business of $20 million as a consultant in a big-ticket consulting firm. And I always wondered why I couldn't get my sole practitioner business, my professional service business, from $350,000 up into the seven-figure mark. Then it hit me. I wasn't employing leverage. So today, I'm going to share with you seven strategies that will help you employ leverage to grow your business at an astronomical pace. This is going to be the game-changing video you've been waiting for. Thanks for joining me for seven business development strategies for B2B sales success. Let's look at what we're going to cover today. The first thing we're going to talk about is speaking engagements. The second thing is video. The third thing is mail. That's right, old school direct mail. The fourth thing is LinkedIn. You're not using LinkedIn the right way. I'm going to share with you what you can do on LinkedIn to use leverage. The fifth thing podcast interviews. The sixth thing is high-level referrals. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, Dave, what what do referrals have to do with leverage? I'm going to share with you what they have to do with leverage. And then the seventh thing is the one strategy that changed everything for me in my business. It's the one thing you can't afford to miss. This game-changing strategy is going to be delivered at the end of our time together, so be sure and stay with me all the way through today's session. Okay, let's get started by jumping right into the content. The first thing I wanna share with you is speaking engagements. Now, I did speaking engagements when I worked in big ticket consulting and I got paid a lot of money to do them. Well, my company got paid a lot of money when I did them. But the big thing was, in speaking engagements, I always generated high quality leads. Why? Because I had massive credibility. I was in front of a room full of people. Someone introduced me. I shared great information, and people always wanted more. So with you, delivering speaking engagements shows that you're a leader in your field, and the one thing you need to do to make sure you're hitting it out of the park with speaking engagements is targeting the right audience. You see, You can give speeches to an audience that's not good for your business and you'll still get a lot of applause. You'll get standing ovations, but nobody will call you afterwards. So the battle for speaking engagement success is won or lost when you decide who you're going to get in front of as a speaker. Getting in front of the right audience is key. Now, how do you decide which audience is right for you? Well, what I realized when I was doing, you know, mid six figures in my business and it took me to seven figures was that I was in front of the wrong audience and to get in front of the right audience, I asked my clients, hey, what organizations do you belong to? Where do you go to get industry information and who do you talk to at those events to get in front of the room and speak to those groups? Do you know 
Every single one of my clients belonged to an industry trade association and they all knew who the event coordinators or group organizers were. And they were more than happy to share those, that information with me, share those contacts with me. And I got in front of all of those organizations and I quadrupled the size of my client base just through speaking. So speaking engagements is a great way to grow your business from six figures to seven. It's one of these fantastic business development strategies for B2B sales. The second thing is video. If you scroll through my YouTube channel right now, you'll see videos from 2008. Uh, handsome, skinny guy with a bad haircut, that's me. But you'll notice those videos have tens of thousands, some of them hundreds of thousands of views. I was doing video in 2008 and I got some fantastic clients. In fact, those videos, even though the quality isn't up to the standard of say, the videos I make today, those videos still deliver great clients to me because dozens, if not hundreds of people in my target audience watch them. So here are three things I did with my videos to take me from six figures to seven. The first thing is, when I started out on YouTube, I focused on a niche market. I focused on a very narrow market. I only worked with lawyers and I focused on making videos for lawyers. Now I work with all professional service people. I even work with people outside of professional services if they're in high ticket sales. And my videos have broadened out and that's probably what drew you to me. But when you're starting out, go narrow with your audience. That's the first thing. The second thing was I delivered quality educational content, just like I'm doing right now. I didn't hold anything back. I didn't save any secrets for later. I shared everything. I left it all on the table in my videos. And the third thing was I spoke to the audience as if we were having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You see, I'm here to develop a relationship with you. I'm not here to be in the front of the room like a teacher just delivering information. I want you and I to continue down this road together and I want you to watch 10, 20, 100 different videos from me. So I approach video as if you and I are sitting in the room together just having a casual conversation. If you do this with video, you can take your business development strategy and catapult your B2B sales through the roof. The third thing I did to grow my business from mid six figures to seven figures was I employed direct mail. Now, I know what you're thinking, Dave. Listen, people don't like junk mail. In fact, nobody even really pays any attention to the mail anymore. You know who pays attention to the mail? People in B2B pay attention to the mail. If you go to any office, even if most people are working virtually, they're still getting packages, they're still getting letters in the mail. I want you to mail to your ideal clients at least once a month. And I want you to send them letters. I want you to send them packages with trinkets and all kinds of things that are gonna pique their curiosity. The key to success with direct mail is consistency and creativity. The more creative you can be in sending things to your ideal client audience, the better off you're gonna be because they're gonna wanna find out more about you. So when you combine these other strategies with direct mail, it's a home run. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, Dave, you talked about leverage at the beginning of our time together today. What leverage is there in direct mail? I can take the same letter and write it to 100 CEOs and print it off on my printer with a mail merged from Excel into Word and put it in an envelope and send it out. 
That whole process takes me about 25 minutes. I know, I do it every month. In fact, I have my assistant do it every month. I don't even touch it now. I write the letter one time and it goes out to hundreds of people and I get about a one to 2% response rate. So think about that for a minute. For every 100 letters I send out, one or two people will call me up and they'll go, hey, I've been getting your letters. They're really great. Let's set up a meeting to talk about how we can work together. What effort does that take? Almost none, because I use the same letters in a rotation over and over again. I have 36 different letters. I send them out in a three-year rotation. I have 24 different types of packages where I send out everything from coffee mugs to old shoes. Yes, I've sent out old shoes. More on that in a different episode of our show on direct mail. But creativity, consistency, direct mail is great leverage, and it will help you grow your business Grow your B2B sales through the roof. All right, the fourth thing I want you to do is LinkedIn. Now, here's the thing about LinkedIn. You can't spend all the time on LinkedIn doing it yourself. So I don't want you to violate LinkedIn's terms of service, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to find an assistant. They can be an assistant in your office or they can be a virtual assistant. And I want you to have your assistant go through your LinkedIn account looking for people who look just like your ideal clients. You're going to give your assistant the profile of your target, and then you're going to have your assistant use the same strategy we're using with direct mail. Your assistant under your profile is going to reach out to no more than 20 people a day on LinkedIn, and your assistant is going to send them a, an in-mail message. Your assistant's going to send them a direct message on LinkedIn, and the direct message is going to offer something for free. Now, you may have heard me call this a honeypot in the past. It's a free report. could be a free video like this behind a password. The idea is the people on LinkedIn will accept your connection request, and they will download your free report, and then you can follow up with them afterwards with a phone call. So your assistant reaches out to 20 people every day on LinkedIn, and then two or three of them are gonna say they're interested. You follow up with a phone call once a week. Think about it this way. If you're getting two leads every day, by Friday, you'll have 10 leads. You make those 10 phone calls, that's a fantastic way to use leverage on LinkedIn without you having to do any of the work until the people on LinkedIn are ready to hear from you directly. The fifth thing I want you to do, podcast interviews. Now, if you go back through the old episodes of my podcast, The Inside BS Show, you'll find interviews. And I did interviews with authors and some entrepreneurs, and that was great, and people were entertained by that. I want you to shift your strategy a little bit, and this is what I'm doing now with my podcast. I'm focusing on people that I want to do business with as the subject of my interviews on my show. Now, why am I doing this? Well, because CEOs, entrepreneurs, business executives are flattered and they're happy to do media interviews. If you've built up a decent-sized audience, and this could be as many as 20 people a month who listen to your show, you don't have to tell people that 20 people are who's listening to your show. Just say, I've got an audience of hundreds of people listening to my show because 20 people a month over five months is 100 people, so you got hundreds of people. I've got an audience of hundreds of people listening to my show. I'd like to invite you on to do an interview. So what does this do? It strokes their ego. 
it keeps you and them focused on your them as a client for you and they focus on the value you provide and if you do this with consistency you can become known throughout a specific industry as the person who interviews CEOs so think about it this way if you interview the top 10 CEOs in your industry all of a sudden you're elevated to the level of an expert and you can call to follow up after the show runs. You can send them a copy of the show via an MP3 file and then follow up with them and say, the show was fantastic. I appreciate you having I appreciate having you on the show. Can I stop by for a cup of coffee because I've got a couple of ideas I want to bounce off of you. You have a relationship with them after they appear on the show. 80 to 90% of the time, they're going to accept the opportunity for you to go and do a sales call with them after they've appeared on your show. This works like a charm. There are multiple six-figure accounts I have in my portfolio because I've invited these people to appear on the show and the shows haven't even run yet. I sent them the copy of the show as a preview and the shows are going to start running in the next couple of months. It's a fantastic strategy and it's a great way for you to leverage podcast interviews for business development purposes. All right, the sixth thing I want you to do, high-level referrals. I want you to reach out to the people you know in your client database and I want you to connect them with other people. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to connect CEOs with other CEOs. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dave, I work with the mid-level person in XYZ company. I don't work with the CEO. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the mid-level person you work with at XYZ company and say, hey, if I got a meeting for your CEO with the CEO of ABC company, do you think you would be able to get me on the phone with your CEO so that I could set up that meeting? The mid-level person is going to go, yeah, absolutely. He would love to meet with that person. We'd love to do business with them. Then you're going to call ABC company and say, the CEO of XYZ company wants to meet you, Mr. CEO of ABC company. I want to make that introduction. Can I arrange a meeting and set it up between the two of you and introduce you? Now, what does this do? You're going to get the assistant of ABC Company on the phone. She's going to go to her boss and she's going to go, hey, XYZ Company wants to meet with you, CEO to CEO. This guy named Dave wants to set it up. Should I tell him you'll do it? And he's going to say, yeah, sure. You're going to be able to set up these two CEOs even if you've never met them. And you're going to be the one who makes the introduction. Now, this works about 50% of the time. But think what you're doing. You're reaching out and you're making calls to CEOs to introduce them to each other and that's a way to elevate your status and it's a way to employ leverage. All right, now I promised you a game-changing strategy. I promised you the final strategy of our show and I'm going to get to that in just one minute. Before I do, I want to give you a gift. If you look down in the show notes here, if you scroll down into the description, you'll see a free gift from Dave. That's my Revenue Roadmap Guide. I want you to click on that website. Go to RevenueRoadmapGuide.com, RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. Go to that website right now. You'll be able to download my business development system, and these are business development strategies for B2B sales success, but it's in a system format. You can leverage this system right now to grow your business at an astronomical pace. If you thought this video was great, you gotta go to revenueroadmapguide.com. Go there right now and you'll be able to get this system that will put your business development on steroids. It's a B2B sales success machine. Okay, here's the game-changing strategy for you in growing from six figures to seven in business development. 
Game-changing strategy is strategic alliance partnerships. What does this mean? Ask your clients who else is selling something to them and then go out and meet with those people. When you find someone who's targeting the exact same clients that you're targeting, I want you to work with them and I want you to introduce them to your clients and have them introduce you to their clients. What does this do? It takes your credibility and passes it through to them. It takes their credibility and passes it through to you. It puts your business development on steroids. So if you want B2B sales success, you've got to employ a strategic alliance partnership do it right now. It's a game-changing strategy. If you want more information just like this that will help you be successful in business development, scroll down. There's another video filling in right below me. Scroll down right there. Click on that video right there, and I'll see you in our next video.